on, neighbors? It is Brian and Philip here from Neighbors Don't Knock. How are you guys? Uh, we have a very special Christmas episode. Uh, we are here with Matt from the Houston Toy Museum, owner and operator. Uh, he and his lovely wife, who unfortunately is not here with us today, but we are so happy that we have you. Um, we are going to be talking toys of the decade, maybe that last minute Christmas gift that you can get, or that illustrious toy you've been craving to bring back into your life from your childhood. Come with us on this journey on this episode of Neighbors Don't Knock. Teaser, it's Candyland in here. <laughs> Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers, and Philip Goffrey. What's going on, Philip? How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm I'm pretty jazzed up. This uh, is you like, should be jazzed up. It is Candyland for us in I'm, here. I'm vibrating just a little bit. This Please is don't really, say that really while I'm sitting next to you on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you disturbed? There, there's a cabbage patch doll right here, Sorry. and go right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Matt, welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, man. Thank you for taking time out to, to hang out with us. Oh, Absolutely. no, thanks uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I mean, it is fabulous walking in here. Uh, you know, we're we're here at the Houston Toy Museum. Matt, you have, how long has this place been going? Uh, we just celebrated a year, October 6th. That is fantastic. Yeah. So it's relatively new. It definitely took you a year to put everything where it is right now. There's no question in my mind. Oh, no, it... Uh, we had, we had to jump at it right up at the beginning, but uh, I think we got everything planned out in like a month. Wow. Wow. That, that we, 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 had, that, we had a month to, to put everything in the exhibits. Yeah, to put this into context, y'all, I mean, this is like a multi-story, literally my entire childhood and every childhood I imagined from like the 50s forward is in this place. It is unbelievable. Well, not just the 50s. I mean, walking around and, and you can kind of, there's a, Matt, you were gracious enough to put out a couple of beautiful toys out here. I mean, you have everything from the first Barbie to um, an original, is, I guess it was original Mickey. Yeah, that was the first Mickey. First Mickey right there. Star Wars Legos, which obviously came much later because, you know, that, you know, we, there, there was, there is all the Star Wars Harry Potter, yeah. the pirate ship, all this back over here you can kind of see. Um, you know, Elmo, Game Boy, I mean, Cabbage, you, so you have everything from like the 50s all the way to present day decade, or what's the, is uh, this the oldest toy, the Mickey right here? Is the the oldest. oldest toy we have in the whole museum is a teddy bear from like the 1890s. Oh, wow. Uh, He's blue 50s out of the water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, <laughs> and we have some Parker Brothers games from 1890s. Uh, a lot of people don't know that that, that company's been around for so long. Uh, but the teddy bear, he's, he's stuck in the field goal position. He, you know, he's like petrified. He doesn't move. Wow. Uh, and uh, so he's pretty fragile. So uh, we don't really move him much once yeah. once he's in his, uh, his spot. 130 plus years. Yeah. Like a little wear on some of the joints. That's yeah. A I'm a little jealous. Um, and But I will say, Philip, that I did notice right next to you, if you noticed, uh, we have... I feel at home. Yeah, yeah. we feel at home. Uh, we have our own we try. Bill and Ted we try. doll. That was awesome. I love that little touch. You're home away from home. I appreciate we, that we very are. much. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So we're sitting here in a bunch of toys. Let let let's talk about let, let's talk about toys because you know it's Christmas time. So do you get a lot of people that will come over here calling you like, "Hey, Matt, you're a toy guy. What can I get for for my spouse, my partner, my my kid?" I mean, do you get that question 
Yeah, we get a lot of. Uh, is my do you think my kid would like this or? Oh really? Okay. Do you, Do you think my kid's old enough for this? Not too many questions like what we should get them. More, uh, I think people usually come in and they're just so awestruck and by you know the things in the gift shop because not a lot of people know that they do make repros of toys now. And like, Very interesting. I you know, know that. you can get uh, an Evil Knievel that oh, looks really? exactly like the original, and so people are able to give that gift to someone who, and it'll spark that memory, and it, it's almost a, a, a more thoughtful gift because you're, you're giving them a memory. You're not necessarily giving them a toy because most likely they're not going to play with that toy. They'll probably put it up on their office because that's getting more popular and more accepted to display, uh, right? To display, because right, right. you can put something in your office and. Any person that comes in there will immediately know that's where he. What that's the decade he's from. That's that's the kind of style that he is based on what kind of toy you know. Now is that a is that a singular company that's like leasing out rights to reproduce these toys, or is the actual original manufacturers like Hasbro's of the so world? So yeah, it, they're they're leasing it out. So like right now, uh, Super Seven uh, is a big company that's been getting a lot of uh, licensing, and they've been doing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of really cool uh, toys that like. Back when I was a kid, my favorite toys were the ones that had more articulation. You know, yeah, yeah. that I, I felt like it was worth more because I could do more with it. I agree. 100%. And so now there's companies that they do put out these older toys, retro, that look like the like the old uh, Star Wars ones that, you know, all you really could move was the arms and legs. Yeah, and, sort of straight up. Uh, and so they're down, still yeah. doing that to kind of give people that, that feeling of... Uh, uh, of of owning something that you wanted as a kid, but you didn't really necessarily get the chance to. Yeah, and uh, I, mean, I remember my old He-Man toys. You couldn't move the arms. Well, right? spe well spe yeah. speaking of, uh, actually, can, am I allowed? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I almost don't want to touch toys, but yeah. So, like, here you yes, go. He's, he's, speaking, speaking of He's locked in the bicep position. Yeah, yeah. because they had like the, the band in them, right? Yeah, so they, yeah. So you it's had the that. first thing that goes bad with those. Uh, they sense. actually sell new uh, bands that fit way better. Uh, and they're more stunk and easy to put for you know. I can't really believe that I'm holding the He-Man right now. <laughs> like I like you know how long it's been since I've held a, a, a He-Man like this. I used to have this exact one. Yeah. I even had the uh, uh, when he was Adam, you know, in the yeah. white with the white and stuff and stuff like that. The white so. and purple pants. Yes, yeah. the purple. Yeah, the purple tights. You know, He-Man and Thundercats. You know, I look back on those shows, a little bit less innocence that I remember. <laughs> yeah, you, you understand the jokes a little bit better. Yeah, a lot of scantily clad men running around yeah. g-strings too. It's it's fascinating to look back on those those particular runs. Where do you where do you start like by collecting? Where do you when do you decide? Is it just whatever fits the bill for you? Um, with a toy, uh, is it just like whatever strikes it, you, or do you? Do you well, you it depends on what find kind history of history with it. Yeah, it's really the history. If if I can find a toy that I can tell a good story about history, or help someone look at life a, a different perspective based on, because um, it, it's important not only the toys you had but the toys you didn't have. Uh, that's what you can take away from the museum is that, you know, some people had toys that were very easily accessible that that they could get and some just they had only like two kinds you know and uh and so there's a lot of uh of that in the museum we talk a lot about that well okay so when when christmas rolled around what were what were you as a kid asking for what what was that toy that you oh you're you like full-on rewind like, yeah why i mean yeah. why what was that toy that you had to like or i, mean, I think everyone it, had one. it always started with like the sears catalog yeah, yeah I mean, catalog. you would get the Sears catalog, and and that What's was your true? checklist. You would circle everything and get nothing, and but that was part of the season was getting the catalog and uh, just seeing you know what all is 
just even the artist that would place all the, 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 the toys for the picture, they, they were building dioramas before they even knew what they were doing, you know? And it's that kind of like art that we like to focus on because like it's the box art that yeah. that's done by people. We don't know their names. They're not heavily uh, known, but they, how many of these uh, people kind of taught you what career you were going to choose? You know, how much effect did they have on your life? Like how many Joe collectors are, went to the military? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so uh, think about that. I'm always interested. I always ask people, like, what was your favorite toy? Okay, well, what was your career? Uh, you know, and uh, to see the correlation between these things that our parents gave us that ended up drastically changing our lives and we never even took a second thought about it. You know, like most people, I put my toys away. Whenever you get into high school and stuff, you see, you know, all your friends put their stuff away. Were you, were you an only child? Uh, no, I have uh, I have three siblings. Uh, okay, and so I had toys from like Old, even older because I have like a, a a brother that's six years older than me. So I ha okay. I got his hand me down. So I have all the like the wrestlers from oh, the, okay. the early eighties that I, you know yeah. I would have missed if I wouldn't if oh, I didn't yeah. have that older brother. And then I had a little brother, and me and him we were just always playing together. So our toys are each other's. You know, he's a toy collector as well. That's so cool. It, it's so funny when you just bring up little things like oh my brother had the early eighties wrestlers. I completely forgot those even existed until you said that. And all of a sudden, wrestling all buddies? these You never memories. had a wrestling buddy? No, but my cousins had all the really early and mid-80s wrestling toys. like The Jake big the rubber ones. Yeah, and then yeah, they had the ones yeah. that would jump or uh, have like some kind of action. Like yeah. the Ultimate Warrior they always had, had like a thrower. Ultimate Warrior was my favorite. Yeah. The ring and everything oh. with the ropes. and yeah. Jake the Snake and Ultimate Jake Warrior. Snake. Million Dollar Man. So you've been collecting for a long time. You got all your toys. Um, or at least most of them that you put away, well, you kept, or? It really just started uh, one day, uh, actually my wife got me back into toys because we went to go take some pictures at like a half price book. She was a big reader and I wasn't. And she was like, well, is there anything you used to read? And I was, I was like, like, I guess like comic books, and you know? Stuff, yeah. And I, I said comic books. And so we took a, a picture with us holding our books. And then uh, afterwards, me and the photographer ended up buying some. And then, uh, and then I started going to a comic shop but then that's where I started seeing the toys that I had. And I was like, oh. Just like one or two on display. Yeah, and I, I was, oh, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I didn't okay. even think that was a possible thing to do. And uh, then I started just, I was, I'm very frugal. So I would just bide my time, you know, and there's, a, there's no one-of-a-kind toys, you know, only people. So it, it, I would just bide my time and get it for like a dollar or whatever it may be. <laughs> and, uh, and so I always felt like, oh, if, if I can keep my, my hobby uh, as like, didn't cost a lot. I felt like this is a good hobby, you know, like it, it, it felt rewarding. It was only until like after like 10 years of collecting. Yeah. So tell me this. So if just, you needed the, a spot, right? Is yeah. that is like so much? You just, where's all this stuff being stored the 10 year mark? I had like a, we had like an, an apartment above our garage that that was my man cave. And I just, it was wall to wall shelves in front of the walls. Everything was uh, cut. Like I'm I, was very, I like, dream of a man cave one day that we could it, put it was very organized riding on Barbie's you know? shoulders. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, but no, that, that would be like, that'd be some of the most epic, like staged out things. Cause yeah. I mean, that's what we used to do. My buddy and I with our GI Joes, we literally would make an entire battle in his room yeah. over everything. And then we wouldn't yeah, hanging people with, you know, from ceilings and whatnot. <laughs> hanging people. <laughs> yeah, GI Joe wars yeah. for you. Yeah. I just say, but like strings, like, you know, the yeah. guys were like being, you know, launching and you know jumping off the cliff or whatever charlie made an example of me again you know? <laughs> i just remember we, wow. didn't, we couldn't touch it though like After once you, you made once up. you made the most epic setup 
you could not touch it for it, at least like a day or two. Yeah. Like you, you at least minimum. Yep. Like you just like, you're like, no, 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 don't ruin it. That became a, a, I guess, problem in quotes if you had the bigger sets too. Like we were talking off camera earlier that you have an aircraft carrier here yeah. and I had an aircraft carrier. And when you set everybody up on the deck of that thing and in the superstructure and down below it's got pockets, it's like, I, I don't want to take time, that down right? ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's why that toy is so rare is because one, you either had to have the money to have it. Or two, you had to have the space. Yeah. Now, if most parents saw that and they thought, there's no way that would even fit him on my table, my dining room table. Six feet long, right? So, it's... you know, it, 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 it's the world's largest uh, play set. So it, it was very intimidating for parents. Uh, but every time you see a picture of, like, someone getting that back in the 80s, man, those pictures are always fire because the, the smile on those kids' faces, uh, it's always fun to look at those kinds of pictures. Yeah, I was very, very young when I got mine. It was a Santa Claus gift. Oh, okay. and my parents still have the VHS from the camcorder of me discovering the gigantic present that Santa Claus left, like leaning against our fireplace. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Losing my little mind. I have I mean, to was, see that, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That looks, yeah. Actually, uh, we'll we need to we're gonna show that to our viewers. So we're gonna have Philip get that so we can. <laughs> Don't see. Put me I gotta find it yeah, now. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dig that up because <laughs> I, will, I will hunt because that, it, right that. now it's the only evidence that he had this aircraft carrier. And if you don't know what we're talking about. The GI Joe aircraft carrier, it's it's massive. It is, and, six I, and or I've six seen and a half feet long. Yeah, yeah and, like and I've seen yours up that you have. It hangs here. off that six foot table up there. Yeah, it's you know, it's one of the most coveted things that if you were a GI Joe collector or even in it, you just wanted between that and the the craft that went with it or what you know, it's just amazing. And I didn't have the craft. You didn't have. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh man, childhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so deprived of your childhood, right? <laughs> but uh, but Philip, you know, why don't you tell our 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 fellow neighbors the epic conclusion of your aircraft carrier? You know, there's not too too much to tell the story, but the the <laughs> truth is that yeah, it is a short story. GI Joe and and his comrades in arms got deployed on the aircraft carrier, and <laughs> it got taken out by an aerial attack in my backyard <laughs> with a whole lot of cherry bombs and M80s that I rigged up along the entire thing and underneath the decking and it was spectacular to watch the aircraft carrier go. Hit the dirt! Ah! Looking back on it, that's a pretty big regret actually. <laughs> you know, blowing up my, my G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the, um, I think it was an it was an F fourteen or, or an old uh, F sixteen the plane that they had? They had one of no, the two. No, it was the white the white one. Like it looked almost like a uh, like a like a spaceship. Like a non yeah. No, no, I had the space shuttle that was blown up in the same. You war. blew up the space uh, shuttle. Yeah, too. that was trying to get to orbit. You just didn't want any of your toys. It, did you? It, they, were, they were trying to leave orbit to escape. <laughs> Angry child. Yeah, who had access to fireworks? Sid yeah. action going yeah. up here. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an epic. It was an epic war. What would let's let's set, let's kind of start. What would be a top toy, or I guess a top five list of toys in here when people come in here? In your in your opinion, I mean, and we're talking. And I know this is kind of a broad range, but we could probably go each decade, I guess. But. Yeah, uh, I mean, if if you're talking about like holy grails, yeah, uh, the aircraft carrier. That's like the holy grail of holy grails in my eyes. I feel like okay. uh, everyone searches for that, and uh, even non-Joe people. Um, still see that, and it's an awe-inspiring toy. Um, probably our our number one Barbie. 
which this is the original Barbie yeah, right that, here. Uh, that's number one. Uh, and, I, and I'm color. not even going to uh, touch the original Barbie, but that's yeah, the original not, Barbie. Yeah, her and Mickey uh, She'll slap your so hand, don't worry. <laughs> she would slap yeah. my hand for yeah. touching her. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that one uh, just my walked in one day, out. and we were able to uh, pick her up for the museum. And then, uh, and then uh, of course, the number one Mickey. Uh, those two are, are, are two of my favorite toys in the whole museum. Like, yeah. So do you find I, it hard to distinguish? Or, or I guess not distinguish, but uh, no, hard to maybe... No, I mean, it depends, because like... Uh, when people come in, they usually say the same kind of things. Um, one, they don't know we're an actual museum. They think we're just a toy store. Uh, and then, but then when they see the museum, they, and then it keeps getting bigger. And, and then it's fun to watch their, uh, their excitement grow and grow and grow. And then they're like, yeah, I had all these toys, you know? Or, uh, and, and then it's fun. It's like what you said earlier, that you forgot something existed. That's one of my favorite moments in the museum because... In my eyes, when you when I know that you forgot a toy that exists, it means you forgot every memory that that toy is around. And we usually bring our toys everywhere, so I feel like you you're remembering a lot of your life you forgot. Yeah, yeah. Brian and I were having a conversation off camera earlier today in preparation for sitting down with you for this conversation, and he was asking me, you know, what about you? What are your favorite toys, memories? And all of a sudden, all these little memories started floating up of toys I had completely forgotten about. Like, what was it? Silverhawks? Silverhawks. 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 Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, just having the conversation was just so much joy and memory yeah. that pops up. So seeing it all is really, it's something special. And that's really, like, what made us want to start the museum was, you know, I'd show my friends and family, and I was always greeted with happiness. I was always greeted with happy memories. I never had anyone come in and have a bad time. And it was always funny for the people that didn't show a lot of emotion to show emotion at those moments. And so I was like, man, I just wish I could just experience this all the time. And my wife suggested, well, why don't, you, why don't we do a toy museum? We go to a lot of museums. And then that was 10 years ago, and it's just been kind of like a fictional play thing that we pretend in our mind, like, oh, yeah, when we have the museum, we'll do this. Or, oh, this would be a good idea for the museum. You know, and so it became just kind of like this fun thing that we would uh, pretend about, but... It, it was a long time, but it happened at the right moment for us. So, if you walk in, you're gonna get sucked in, and you're gonna want to go explore more. That, yeah, it, yeah. Just... Don't show up here ten minutes before you have to catch a show at the Heights Theater. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's not <laughs> yeah, the right play. I, uh, <laughs> I like people. I always tell them, you know, come get your tickets in the morning. Come, because you can always leave and go eat lunch. Go, if your kid needs a nap, go take a nap. If you need a nap, go take a nap and come back. Because I, I want people to spend as much time as possible here. Because I. There's so much here to read and there's so much here to learn. Uh, and, and just the different outtakes on, on, on our different uh, outlooks on history to get other different opinions and, and, and uh, to see how other people grew up is, is very, very important. And so I, I want people to spend a lot of time here because I feel like toys are a good representation of what like society deemed as acceptable at the times that they, they came out. So it's, very, it's a very interesting way to look at history because it's, it's all these little snapshots and so that's why, that's why I like when people don't make donations. I'm always like, well, do you have any pictures? Because that's what I want more than the toys, because the toys are everywhere. But your picture can set someone back, you know, like one picture up there is, it, it, it's in the 50s. So you have tinsel on the tree. You have the, the wood uh, uh, walls and uh, wood paneling walls. And, and, you know, it, it really dates it and shows you, like, this is, what, this is what life was like at this time when this toy was everything to someone. Uh, this that's is kinda, what it that's, is. That's a very cool aspect. And actually, I, I'm going to throw this out to anyone, viewers, or if you're listening, if you're listening, you can email 
pictures, uh, you can email them to the, the podcast at admin at neighborsdontknock.com or you know, contact the Houston Toy Museum and send them your pictures. We'll put uh, Matt's email and all the information in the episode description. Um, you know, or post it up, man. If you have a picture that just happens to be on your phone, because some people, some people are kind of like that. They're they're very nostalgic. They carry those yeah. certain memories on their phones, yeah. even you know older pictures now, yeah. and they they post it up. So yeah. we'd love to see those. I mean, especially around Christmas. I mean, that's that's uh, that's just yeah. We need some throwback Christmas pics. I yeah, tell you what, I think that'd be great. You got my gears turning in such a big way now because I never would have thought about that, but you hit the nail on the head. Society really did determine in those sort of decades or generations what was appropriate because it's the parents buying the toys. Mm-hmm. They started understanding marketing. They, they started understanding mass marketing. And, and so once you get to the 80s, I like to call that the 30-minute ad era. It didn't start with the cartoon. They created a mold of a figure. They told a guy, an artist, say, hey, make a figure like this. And then they'd have a guy draw it up. They'd have another guy go to that department. He's going to write the whole backstory behind all of it. He's going to come up with the comic books. He's going to come up with, uh, you know, the 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 thermoses and all the different kinds of things. They really started this understanding mass yeah. marketing. Uh, and that's why in the 70s and 80s, you're getting a huge, huge uh, flood of all these new toys or these not one hit wonders, but they're like these one seasons. They would create a seat, one season of a show, get you to buy the toys. And that's all they needed was just to, it would almost give you the story. It was an easy way for you to understand the story, but also as a good ad, you know? Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. So obviously you're, collector right and mm-hmm. and uh have you ever considered making a toy or or if you were going to start a line of mm-hmm. toys what area would that be i don't in? think i've ever really uh had that uh drive to make a toy okay um which is weird because i usually whatever i'm doing i usually come up with products while i'm doing it to make it easier because i'm always looking for the 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 <laughs> best way to do it something but uh i haven't had that happen with toys yet um I think I'm just always too enamored with the history and all the the amount of toys that there are. Uh, it's colossal. Yeah. I mean, it's an and we, we do have kids come in sometimes who who are going to college for uh, making toys and things. And um, interesting. I didn't even know that you you could do that. I mean, it's it's more like creative arts type. Yeah, of thing. but there okay. there there's actual programs now that you know. There's there's a role for these people now. Makes sense. That, but in the, the past, they didn't to... know. Like it's like yeah, like digital arts and all these things that are now okay. a thing. Um, like the the toy departments back in the uh, like the 80s, they would be like, all these people around you in this classroom, you be nice to them. You you are going to have to work with them because there's not that many people in the toy world. And so back then, that's why a lot of these guys they all all knew each other. They you know they all went to school together. Um, that, you know, they, they, it was more of a collaboration and stuff, but they, that's where now I'm starting to see people come in and like, oh yeah, actually I'm going to university to do toys. They'll show me pictures of their toys that they've created and, uh, so very, very, very cool. fun stuff. And, uh, I mean, have you ever thought about opening up something like that here The you, you know, on kind of a very small level where people can come in and kind of create a little a design toy studio, or design studio or something like yeah, that? Yeah. So, uh, know? I told that guy once he's done with his, for, uh, his uh, uh, degree plan or whatnot, I, well, even if you want to come now, uh, I would love to do like a TED Talk because one of our biggest uh, things we want to do here is to help kids find their community faster. Because when I was a kid, like, they would tell you, go to school, go to college. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Just go to college. You'll figure it out. 
Get, get the you paper know, and but then you'll figure it out. There's so many kids now that are that are capable of doing something now. Um, why not just tell them you can? You know, mm -hmm. you, you can write like I had a, a, a children's author come. I said, okay, well, after you read your book, but tell the kids that they can write now. They don't have to wait till they're an adult to do anything. You, if you can, if they have that spark, why not? Yeah. You know, uh, let the ember grow. Why, you know, why not do it now instead of uh, instead of letting you know the world push the genius out of that child. Uh, okay. I think the mindset that's going into toys is different. The the science behind toys is definitely that you know they didn't even do much science into toys until uh, Carolyn Pratt. She you know literally wrote the book on how. Toys are, they're a luxury, but they're a necessity. Toys are the tools that children do use to define their parameters of their world. You know, they, it, that's why it's important for kids to have toys. And the lack of toy, kids that don't have toys, that they, they, they lack those tools, they're already at a disadvantage. So, so tell me, you've been exposed to such a huge variety of toys over all these decades that you've been collecting. 1890s, it's incredible. How do you personally feel about these hyper-realistic toys that become so popular because of the comic book movies? All of these, like McFarlane toys, is that mm. it? Um, the hot the hot toys? Hot to the oh, hot yeah, toys. like... Uh, like is, it, is that something that you see becoming true collectibles, or do you think that's... I mean, those are more like models-type collectibles versus I would, yeah, toys, Yeah, I right? would see those as... Uh, I don't ever see those getting up in value okay. the same way that vintage does um toys now i mean they're they're, exp they're the stock expensive. market version of like the toy world and and what things are worth it, it's uh since the vastness of toys and how many there are um i think it does kind of make hot toys kind of like okay this is the limit like i don't think it'll go as high just because the the amount that's out there yeah i also asked because you mentioned the the you know, the joy that the kids have of playing with the toys, but also how it shapes their world. I often wonder, like, those toys just don't seem like they're truly meant to be really played with, right? Like, like that Mickey, that Mickey saw some serious yeah. love. You can tell by looking at yeah. it, right? I don't see the hyper-realistic, you know, um, Batman from the latest movie being something some kid's just going to, like, thrash. Well, I and, think, I, in my opinion, you tell me if I'm wrong, Matt, I, I feel like those toys or the... I call them models, you know, <laughs> basically, um, are for the adults, purely for the adults, just to have that moment to look at and be like, oh, you know, I like the bat, like you mentioned, the Batman, or if I had a Star Wars, so, you know, I was like, oh, I love Star Wars. That looks realistic like, to me. Yeah. And it just pulls me back. It's one of those loves. I feel like that or decorative or it yeah. becomes like it's a style. It's a statue toy. you can move. That's exactly, what it is. Yeah. Um, I think that's, to me, in my opinion, what they more or less are. I like that they're doing that because I always tell people the, when I was, well, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have a, a, a lot of money growing up. So whenever I got a toy, it meant a lot to me. And, you know, I would notice the difference between my toys and others. And so whenever I would get a toy that, you know, had just a little bit more articulation, like the wrist swiveled, I just thought this was worth more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I could get more out of it. Are you for and against more of the technology play into, into I guess, the toy world? Because, I mean, you have, you have toys that go back, obviously, like, like we have the Game Boy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's electronics and things like that. 
but it's it's very very different now. I mean, with the capabilities that they have, do you feel that's that's going to enhance toys as they go forward, or do you do you think that they're they're actually people are yearning for collections like this because it's it's basically not what they can get anymore? Well, I think it should go both ways because especially with technology, I've learned a lot, like raising my daughters, that like. I can't take technology away from them. Then they're going to be stuck like me, and I'm not good with technology. I will always feel like I'm behind. Um, but they will grow with technology, and to take that away from them, you're doing a disservice. It's okay to limit time on things, but to take something away completely, now you're you're taking something out of a zeitgeist for them. They'll never understand. You're, 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 what if they become a tech genius? What if they do, you know, you're limiting them by taking something away that everyone else has access to. So when before I had kids, I was like, all these kids on their dang iPads all the time. You know, I was that crouchy old man. But then the second I had kids, I was like, oh, <laughs> ah, when I was your age. <laughs> and then and then I try to take away. And then I, and then I start to really think about it and be like, if I take this away and 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 give them no time, then I'm doing a disservice. I, I want them to be better than me, not worse than me, or the same as me. Yeah, yeah, I can relate. As a father, I can relate to that entirely. And I tell you what, I remember my own parents taking things away and trying to wrestle with that idea of what's too mm -hmm. much time, what's not enough time. And for me, actually, it happened to be usually less video games and, and more about actual toys. And it was more my father would come home from work, you know, you're still playing with the G.I. Joe. Yeah. Like, go outside, get some sun, right? But I was doing really elaborate stuff. I was, like you said, big, elaborate scenes. Yeah. You were building universes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like my that, mind that, that's was not just a small going. Thing. That's a big thing that you're doing that, that some people just aren't able to do. Do you feel that, and parents, when they come in with this whole boys have these toys and girls have these toys, has that become, has that become an issue that people, you, you find that people debate when they come and, and view your We've only had museum? a few instances where... Uh, People would make comments like, oh, you put a lot of work in Barbie, not much love in this. And it's like, well, bud, no, it is what it is. Like, yeah. I have a lot of Barbie stuff. Barbie is a very big part of women's history. Uh, and uh, and I'm sorry that you didn't like to learn about that. But that's just, it doesn't change that. Um, you know, we do talk a lot about how, you know, the glass box put on women in toys in the 50s. You had two jobs that you could do. You could be a mother, you could be a housewife. I didn't have a single ceiling above me. Literally my whole life people have been told, telling me, sky is the limit. You do not, like every toy I had, every toy exists for me. You know, I never even crossed my mind that something doesn't exist for me. And so, especially with the, not only the glass box put on women, but then the even smaller glass box that's put on people of color and most of the time, their toys were just a white doll spray-painted black. It didn't even have any features. It wasn't until some parents would get together and make certain companies like Shandana Toys and that would really make giant leaps and say, I want something for my kid to look that just looks like them. That's not something hard to ask, you know? And so until you had people challenging the status quo and saying, hey, these other people want toys to look like them too, and, and that's important for you to see what you could be and I know a lot of people it's kind of like your environment you if if you don't have those opportunities to at least show you that there's a light you know then there's not going to be a lot of hope for you 
and in turn that that affects your decisions and that affect, affects your whole life and so it, it's very it's very very important to us about not only with the toys that people had but especially the toys that people didn't have now when you, when you have people visiting the museum do you get a lot of feedback in that regard like oh I wasn't allowed to have that or yeah. man you know I see Barbies now that look like me. I wish we had those when I was younger. Did, is there that conversation happening? Yeah, often? like I'll get it sometimes from like guys who they wanted Barbie when they were a kid, and their parents just would tell them no, and they would boys uh, don't play with dolls. And, in a way, you're, you're, you're making fun of your own child by their likes and wants. But what if they could have been a fashion designer and and been the greatest fashion designer, but you squandered that 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 joy that they never got to flourish. Now I think a lot parents are a lot better at letting noticing these things in their children and they're saying, "Oh, that's beautiful. I'm going to I'm going to nourish that." Hey, thanks for watching. Tune in next week for the conclusion of this episode in part 2. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss any of our new content.